0: and i'm calling who's a prophet for no reason green skittles only green skittles <laughs>
1: <You know. laughs> only i've heard that one as before. like a person just like listen to all his interviews like i laugh every single time dude is just funny really nice guys i'm gonna get to the chase here with jamar chase that's as advertised Where we'll be covering wide receivers to narrow ones Ooh, the grand reveal I like it. I like it. It's tough. I, 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 I like three guys here. Might surprise you on twelve of them. in next year, oh boy. Darnell to the Mooney. I'm right there with you. As soon as they Rob's out of town. You know, when some people
2: zig, you can zag and uh, take the old guys and win now while they're building for the future that may never
1: come. I want to get that checked out. Drinks on Dottard maybe not too many drinks from Goddard. Welcome back to the Dynasty Wire. This is your host, Iowa. I'm here again with resident pick sniper, Henry Sinclair. Thank you. Thank you. Far too kind. As hinted to in the previous episode, we have a special guest today here. To help us with all the Elijahs and all the Moors, who's the prophet?
0: <laughs> hey guys, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. You know, the last show was was, was great. A lot of fun. You know, it's, it, it's always cool talking Dynasty, the deeper guys that you don't really get to ever touch and
1: redraft heck yeah this week we're going to be touching on some of the top guys and the sleeper guys later I know you love them I know you listen to the shows too in the last few weeks we've been looking forward to 2022 and beyond Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. quarterbacks and then for running backs picking out QBs who are worth more next year's guys you might want to be targeting if you're rebuilding the current rookie QBs Jordan Love identifying guys with risk of being replaced like Hertz or Tua illuminating guys who will be rising in value next year potentially like Akers Gibson Dobbins Javante Williams and exposing RBs who might be declining in value in the near future, like Kamara, Cook, Henry, and Aaron Jones. Right, right. Today we're going to hit up the wide receivers. I know they're some of your favorite.
0: Oh yeah, love the wide receivers. Those are the guys that's going to be out there getting the you know 130 targets. You know, catching the balls in PPR leagues. That's that's what you want. We're going to get to those guys that are on the you know third on the depth chart that you know that might emerge next year yeah this, this is this is fun you know let's I'm excited to get into it
1: you brought up a good point there that this is going to be PPR as well I know uh, Henry has a few guys he likes a little bit more than me probably yeah I possibly playing a little
2: more half PPR leagues than you but hopefully we'll uh, discuss some ranking discrepancies and you know explain why
1: yeah, my half PPR leagues are my leagues that are more than a couple years old, and most of my recent ones have been PPR and Superflex. But here for the wide receivers, we'll be touching on what is the top 24 in a consensus style ranking, it'll go through each of us, and then for the next pick, we will consensus decide who it is. I'll ask you guys, you'll debate it out, and if you guys aren't in agreement, I will break the tie and move, move us along there. One of the guys we're going to get to, and I just want to touch on it before we get rolling into this module here would be Ridley, someone who would have been a top 24 guy coming into this season, potentially here in the future, stepping away with the mental health issues. And I know Sleeper Wire supports charity and mental health is one of those things. Is that correct?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a big, big, big uh, focus, primary focus now. It used to be chronic Lyme disease. Uh, we had a, a huge cause. Our buddy Rob still, unfortunately, is dealing with chronic Lyme disease. Try to help him is as much as we can and get them, you know, some help, able to help them in, you know, some areas. But unfortunately, that's that's such a debilitating disease that just kind of comes back at you. And it's really an expensive one as well. But mental health, man, it's something that we all deal with, right? If you're saying that you don't, I mean, you're, you're just ignoring it. It's something that we all literally deal with, uh, mental health. And um, I'm glad that everyone is starting to talk about it, you know, more and more because it's uh, something that was a stigma for a long time.
1: Absolutely. I really was curious, if you don't mind telling me, is there anything that you do specifically that you do to maintain your mental health or to bounce back after experiencing loss?
0: Um, I I try to do a lot of reflecting of gratitude. You know, I, I try to think about what's given versus what I no longer have, what I was given at the time. You know, we're given relationships that we love and we never want to let go. But it's possible that we were never able to get those relationships. So being grateful for the moments when when you have loss and trying to be, uh, you know, in, in, in those good moments. And obviously it's easier said than done when it happens initially. Uh, but as it gets on, it's it's, it's easier to do.
1: Yep. That's deep, man. When you lose something, it reminds you to be appreciative of the things you still have for sure. Mm -hmm. Is there anything there, uh, Henry that you do to maintain your mental health? I mean, every day, you know, in the
2: gym, I like to just, uh, kind of think of something that frustrates me and let it out in a productive and healthy way. For sure. There's, there's ways you can make it productive, meet new people at the gym, make friendships, you know, talk to people about what's happening in their life, you know, bouncing things off each other, meeting new people. And then, you know, meditation and the sauna, or, uh, you know, just kind of clearing your head or whatever daily helps. Uh, like who's was saying, you know, not, not taking for granted those relationships that you have in life, you know, with your parents or your grandparents or whatever, they're not going to live forever. You know, you might be frustrated at them for something, but for the most part, they're looking out for your best interest and i know that if if i lost you know my grandpa tomorrow i'd really uh be grateful that i said you know how much i love him and how much he meant to me so
1: Absolutely, man. Everyone experiences various tragedies in their life. You know, life is a roller coaster, a lot of ups and downs. Me personally, whenever I would experience loss or something that impacted me greatly, I found comfort in writing. You know, it's like you got a thousand thoughts going through your head. For me to put it down into a sentence and put it to words, often through music, that was my mental health, my notes to self, my clarity through ink that's how i would cope with loss and as far as maintaining mental health you touched on it there it's being appreciative of what you do have not focusing on what you don't and uh social activity for sure
0: i will say you know yeah just focus on things that you that you love you know things you enjoy can't help certain things coming our way but you can certainly if you have a favorite show that you like to watch you you know you can certainly binge it (laughs) for a little bit maybe it cheers you up for a little bit you know uh go out take a run listen to some tunes listen to your favorite music from growing up maybe get some good old nostalgia there there you go talk to some buddies go hang out with some buddies play some games it's all about keeping busy
1: Yep, if you were to want to binge some audio or some video or some nostalgia, you know, 32-bit is over there. Some items up there available for your perusal. And like you said there, focus on doing something you love. Mm. And something we all love here is fantasy football. And personally, it's ranking, drafting, and trading. These are like some of my favorite things. So today we are going to be mocking the wide receivers for 2022 and forward as if we were drafting like six to eight months from now. We'll try to bang out 24 here, and then we'll touch on the risers and fallers and tears you might have after that. Get to the the sweet Lake guys, loved so much by you, Hoos. I'm going to go ahead and start off the mock rank. It's going to go Claire, Hoos, me, and then we're going to do the consensus and then continue in a linear fashion. So, starting off with the 1.01 ranking of 2022 wide receivers for PPR in Dynasty. Claire. Yeah, for me, he was my number one in the off
2: season for sure. Uh, here, there, the nice little twinkle of the draft. That's the greatness of sleeper right there. That's a great noise. Oh, yeah. The shot clock gets a little uh, nerve-wracking, though, for sure. It does. Yeah, yeah looking at the 101 <laughs> here, uh, you know, in the off season, it was probably, you know, A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill for some, you know, Devontae, some people might have been clamoring for. Uh, for me, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. You know, he's 22. Oh. Adam Thielen is not going to play there forever. Even if he does, you can have two great wide receivers on the same team. Jefferson's the 1A. Cousins provides fantasy goodness for him. You know, he's a perennial top 10 guy.
1: Yep, his touchdown to interception ratio is amazing. And he's not, still not exciting because it's still Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's like Alex Smith back in the day. He was like, you never wanted to play Alex Smith, but he was always there. I like
0: it. Uh, I I want it myself. You know, we we talked about it on the last show. I'm going to go with my guy here, who I've been back and forth. I haven't really necessarily placed him officially, but I think I'm going to do it here on this show. So I'm going to go with my guy, AJ Brown.
1: Ooh, the grand reveal. That is not who
2: Iowa and I thought you were going to take pre-show. Pre-show, we were talking about it. We go number one and number two in Dynasty.
1: Chase. Mm
2: -hmm. We thought you were going to go Chase for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Chase is currently there in my my rankings. I, I try to go with my feelings and with my gut um and AJ Brown is my gut uh, you know I, I, I just love it everything about AJ Brown you know I know he's 24 so he's not you know as young as AJ you know I mean sorry <laughs> as, as Chase he's not as young as you know Jefferson I wasn't able to get him but AJ Brown I think he's just a stud receiver reminds me of a lot of, of Julio Jones he's playing with him now learning you know new tricks from him or whatever, from the legend. And I think he's just going to end the season, you know, possibly as the UI receiver one on the back end, not obviously over the course of the season.
1: Henry going down.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and next year, oh boy.
1: Yep. How I kind of draw the line is it's right about that 24 age, give or take a little bit, where they reach what is the beginning of their peak time to have them. And A.J. Brown is right there. You know, people get to chase and the young wide receivers because, you know, they are amazing. They're so talented. But honestly, the production, sometimes it takes a year or two before you really start realizing the value from a fantasy sense, even though they are so awesome. I'm going to get to the chase here with Jamar Chase. That's Definitely going to be what I have here at three. I debate back and forth whether I want him at one overall, simply based on a continued narrative that we thought Chase was better than Jefferson back in the day. And, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in the excitement of the current NFL highlights. And he has current NFL production. But after this season, Chase will also have current NFL production and is younger and has been touted over. Jefferson so I I think it's it's kind of a a tier there that includes AJ Brown I went into the season with AJ Brown as my wide receiver one so I'm totally there with you absolutely love AJ Brown even as like a person just like listen to all his interviews like I laugh every single time dude is just funny an extremely likable player for sure here with the fourth selection, we will have a consensus pick. So we have J. Jeff, Chase, A.J. Brown all off the board here, and we are here to the consensus. So who's, who, who would you take here at four? At
0: four, I'd I take C.D. Yeah,
1: I think for me, it'd be pretty easily C.D. Lamb as well.
2: I'd probably prefer him over A.J.B. personally. You know, he's just slightly younger. He's in his second NFL season. He's paired with Dak, and uh, you know Amari's deal is super cuttable in a year or two. Uh, no dead money, 20 mil per year, and then Gallup is probably gone after the season, so he's gonna continue to be hyper targeted by Dak in a high-flying, you know, high-scoring offense there with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott got that huge contract, so I got no problem with being CD Lamb. Obviously, high draft capital, super great prospect coming out, and he's been sensational.
1: Yep, absolutely love CD Lamb here. That's who I would take. That's who I kind of was guessing I might get here at three. But I will go with Lamb here as the fourth one off of the board. And that brings us back to you.
0: Case for Lamb. I mean, Lamb could have been the second pick over chase there as well you know it's certainly a case from in the top three there's certain some certainly some people listening right now and be like what cd's not in the top three but that's what happens when you throw a wrench in there like aj brown which i think is you know exactly what he is <laughs> you know he's a big wrench when he comes out there in your defense and wrecks you
1: yep honestly i'm happy with any of these what is my top five wide receivers i'm curious who you take here, Claire.
2: Yeah, we were discussing a little bit before, and uh, our rankings tend to be somewhat similar as a whole. We like those guys, you know, younger than 24. A.J. Brown's right on that precipice. Another guy, similar age to him. Collegiate teammate from Ole Miss. Obviously, the famous picture, of them both just looking absolutely jacked. D.K. Metcalf makes A.J. Brown look small somehow. It's a hard thing to do he's obviously paired with russell wilson there up in seattle lockett's getting up there in age he's clearly the one he's virtually matchup proof i mean outside of ramsey twice a year it's really hard for anyone to kind of match him physically at what is he you know six four two you know 235 and just absolutely cut he he runs like a four three something he's like calvin johnson-esque almost you hate to even bring up that name but he's one of the closest things we've seen to it.
1: Yep, faster, and he's still linked up with Wilson, who we expect to have several years left there. Pretty easy for me, sliding him in there, top five. Yeah, he's he's such a monster.
0: You wish he could just go out there and just dominate, like you know he can every game. <laughs> you know, he, he he obviously can't get all the targets. I'm going to go with my guy, Chris Godwin, who I think is going to be highly you know he, he's to he, he's going to get the lump the stretch out you know they're going to airlift they're, they're going to pull it all out for this guy you know they're going to pull the strippers out you know they, you know the big screen in every city that he goes he, he's such a stud he's unfortunately you know with so many weapons there i think he's only 25 years old, mm-hmm. still just has breakout ability. I feel like this guy still has not breaking out to where he possibly could be. For me, it's a Chris Godwin.
1: Yep, one top five season, and basically ever since I've been somewhat infatuated with him. He's probably going to be the most coveted free agent next year if Tampa doesn't find a way to bring him back as well. You know Evans is going to be back because they've given him the contract.
2: I'm curious to see if Godwin returns. Talking about most coveted free agents, I mean, Devontae Adams is potentially going to be in that free agent pool of wide receivers as well. Uh, I think there's a couple other guys this offseason that are you know potential free agents, but he's definitely up there.
1: He's definitely the highest free agent available who will be past the apex of their career for sure. I think Godwin's right there. Could be pretty sweet for Godwin. As far as for me here, I know a lot of people would probably be liking Tyreek here. He is linked up with Mahomes. He is a rule breaker as far as like size and speed and you know every time somebody is small and fast he get they get comped to Tyree kill because he just defines what it is to be that. But when you make your money off of being fast and quick, if you take away fast and then he's just quick, I'm curious to see if he has a career that can extend out into his 30s or if this is something where, he kinda of loses the burst and it kinda of happens all at once there. But for me personally, even though it's gonna be an uncertain QB situation for next year, I have and will continue to draft more of DJ Moore. Oh, okay. DJ Moore. That surprised you? It did a little bit. It did a little bit. Yeah. Who would you take here with this next one?
0: I would take um I mean obviously Tyreek, you know, and Adams, you know, those are Really nasty guys, <laughs> But I still like Terry McLaurin having like a kind of like a off season or social season. And he has a good game and then he has a bad one and a great game and then a bad one, and an okay one and a great game. I think he's just a stud. He just does it all for you. And you line him up everywhere, wherever you want. And I think he just gets it done. You give him a good quarterback and another guy, I think it was just
2: see fly. Yeah, I don't know that there's a worse quarterback starting right now in the NFL than Taylor Heineke. I mean <laughs> <Right>. seriously.
1: <laughs> not your favorite. <laughs> no,
2: I mean I always talk about the elongated drawn out motion. He was undrafted out of Old Dominion. I mean you're you're playing college ball at Old Dominion anyways. You're not a high prospect. Doesn't do a ton to impress there. He's the backup of the XFL for the St. Louis Battlehawks to Jordan Taamu. You know, he he's shown out and uh, good for him. It's a great story. Really rooting for the guy, you know, honestly it's been been awesome for him it's been Kurt Warner-esque you know kind of the closest thing we've seen to it but if McLaurin ever gets a a great quarterback or you know an even above NFL average quarterback it could be electric
1: Yep, I definitely anticipate somebody else being there next year Terry McLaurin has been dinged up off and on but we thought Diami Brown might be a little something there nope that hasn't happened Curtis Samuel he could be awesome he was okay and the Panthers nope he's (laughs) been uh, dealing with injuries as well so even Logan Thomas they've been dealing with injuries Mm-hmm. And then and that's not even to mention Gibson, who isn't necessarily super involved in the passing game as of yet, at least. He's also dealing with injuries. And then Fitzpatrick probably isn't coming back this year. So it's been a wreck all the way around Terry McLaurin. He's still been able to do some good things. So I, I definitely like Terry McLaurin there. Is that who you would take, Henry?
2: That is what I would say. He came out in that same class with uh, Metcalf and A.J. Brown, who are both like, you know, Metcalf's 23 right now, and I think A.J. Brown's 24. He's a little older. He's 26, I believe, currently. So that can kind of trick you into thinking he's one of the young guys. But he was awesome at Ohio State with Haskins. He's a big reason why people thought Haskins could be an NFL quarterback at him. You know, Paris Campbell, who we're not going to get to today, K.J. Hill, and some other just studs at Ohio State. So he's our eighth overall guy, and looking at our ninth overall guy, Man, it is hard to pass up on a lot of these, you know, vets. we kind of gone through a lot of those young guys. Like DJ Moore came out a year before McLaurin. He's, you know, a year and a half, two years younger. We're starting to get into that range where you're either reaching on a guy who's young, relatively unproven, like, you know, Devonta Smith or uh, Judy or, uh, you know, Pittman or something like that. Or you're looking at, you know, Tyreek Hill, Diggs. Diggs being what he is at 27. With Josh Allen.
1: Are you forgetting
2: someone? Who
1: am I forgetting here? Are you looking at it as the cups half empty or half full?
2: Oh yeah, Cup. Cup is uh he's an interesting guy for sure. I think I'd prefer Diggs and maybe Reek still over Cup, but you know, Cup has been sensational this year. We'll see how Robert Woods returned off the torn ACL. If you say he's hyper targeted in Los Angeles even more than he has been, then he'll be, you know, sensational. Uh, man, Tyreek, you know, he, he'll be 28 in March, so he's a little younger. You know, he won't be 29 until after next year. But I think that Diggs will age slightly better. You know, he's kind of got that route running archetype to him a little more. So I'm going to go Stefan Diggs. I think that pairing with Josh Allen, you know, Emmanuel Sanders will likely be gone after next year's 34. And then it's just Diggs again. It's just Diggs last year, and then they added Emmanuel Sanders, and next year it'll probably just be Diggs.
1: Well, Josh Allen doesn't go anywhere, that's for sure.
2: Not with that contract, he's not.
0: Nope. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it nice and easy for you here. Uh, uh, out of the guys that are left, uh, Tariq Hill, uh, still paired with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's um, 27, he's going to be 28 next year. He's still paired with Mahomes, and as we're taking guys that are just studs, I mean, these guys are, might even reach on uh, even earlier. But if we're talking like a true dynasty here, you know, you talk about, you know, you want the years Mm -hmm. out of these guys. And, you know, fortunately, Tariq is, is on the back end, and that's why he's here on the back end. Ten, you know, kind of rounding out. But, yeah, Tariq Hill.
1: Yep, I can dig it. A little later than you might have drafted at the beginning of the season. And someone who was going quite a bit higher than that. And someone who is skyrocketing ranks would be Cooper Cup, has absolutely blown up with Stafford there. And you can think that even with OBJ there and not concerned, Wood's done for season. Obviously, might kind of balance that out there as far as from Cup's perspective. A couple weeks ago, he passed his previous year's fantasy point total. Mm-hmm. Just is awesome. Now, the downside, he's already 28 be 29 next year but he's also one who isn't predicated on speed but it's not even so much that he's just like this insane route runner he's just hyper targeted but he's going to have the quarterback that's hyper targeting him again next year so at the very least it's a one year guy who can help you win a, a league next year i understand it's dynasty you kind of want the years but it, it's the point where you're weighing out, do I want a couple years of a back-end one, high-end two maybe, and then some after that? Or do I want a top-five wide receiver for one or two years? And to be
0: fair, though, uh, he, he is Tariq Hill. He, he will be 28 uh, in March next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's 27 now. So, I mean, but still, you know, you're getting the back-end mm-hmm. on him, and that's that's why he's here.
1: Yep. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take Cup as we roll into the consensus pick that will round out our top 12. Before I get who you guys want, just recap there, we have uh, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, and C.D. Lamb as our top four. And then Metcalf, Godwin, D.J. Moore, and McLaurin as five through eight. And then Diggs, Tyreek Kill, and Cup. And here we are for the 12th pick overall in the 2022 wide receiver rank. Who do you want? Who's? Uh,
0: you know, while we're, you know, sticking with the guys that that got us here throughout the years and i know a lot of people would probably even pivot him even further Devonte adams is gonna be a free agent next year probably gonna follow Rodgers wherever he goes if that team has the capital to to you know to do it Devonte adams is still a stud i i call him kind of having it down here this year he really only had like, those two really great games for you, week three, 31 points, and week five, he had 37. You know, aside from that, he's been good for you. You know, he hasn't been stellar. You know, he, he's been solid. But there's a lot of weapons now around him. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, that he likes, MVS. These guys are soaking up more targets. Tanya in there. And he, he he's still a stud, you know, but uh, uh, he is 28. That's reason why he's ending he, he's out right here at 12, so... Devante
1: turns 29 by the end of this season, and if somehow Rogers stays with the Packers for another year, and they extend Adams, and he's there again, Lazard out this week, and then Aaron Jones is hurt, you know, so it may not look super pretty for the rest of this year. But if somehow they were able to all stay there, I could totally understand seeing him being a wide receiver one next year. If he leaves. Uh, My favorite guess to where he might go would be to go back to his bunk buddy in car. Potentially, there's a couple spots where he could go and maybe have some more relevancy. Henry, uh, you were talking about this the other day. How many wide receivers has Rodgers made amazing and then left the Packers and been nothing?
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that went from Green Bay to Las Vegas, Oakland at the time, Jordy Nelson. I mean, he went into dust. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Greg Jennings, you know, he left not a lot. Cobb in the few years that he left was pretty much not you know a ton makes you kind of wonder you know Devontae what what's what would he be without Rodgers you mentioned he's going to be 29 on Christmas Eve and so next year when we're doing this draft he'll be 29 and a half when this draft is projected to be and it'll be his age 30 year then you're kind of looking at two years max you know really out of a guy after 30 it's like Larry Fitzgerald's the only guy you can be like to the Tom Brady wide receivers that's not you know normal, <laughs> so for me, um, I'd probably be looking at Ridley, you know, assuming he he uh, works through some things and comes back. You know, he was a wide receiver five last year, uh, likely to still be with Matt Ryan for maybe one more year and then get you know a highly drafted rookie in there or a free agent quarterback and just be an absolute you know stud. And he's you know 26 and a half right now, so you're buying maybe three years, but I get it. I mean, Devontae's a stud too.
1: It was a constant battle in the offseason, whether you wanted Ridley or DJ Moore. They were often going really close to each other. We're not talking about the rest of this season. So whether he plays again this season or not has no bearing on exactly how we're ranking them here. I hope that he would be back. Projecting forward, making the assumption that he would be back, I'd have no problem taking Calvin Ridley here. I would still be sliding Devontae Adams down just a little bit. But no worry, He's, he's gonna. he might make it back to you here. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, Devonta is not that old, right? He's only six months older than Cup, who's already 28 and a half. But like, you know, any of these guys really, it's like, you're just trying to buy a year or two, right? Uh, if you're going into a draft and you see everyone taking these young guys, you know, like last year, I took a ton of Zach Wilson and startups, Trevor Lawrence in the first rounds, uh, you know, young ETN even, you know, who's now injured or acres. And you see these guys taking, you know, the young, unproven guys, that will last a while. You know, when some people zig, you can zag and uh, take the old guys and win now while they're building for the future that may never come. Not a terrible option. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, a name that has not been mentioned yet. He's already 29, so when we're drafted next year, he'll be 30. You know, probably a little even older than that, maybe, you know, 30 in a couple months. or And then, you know, Keenan Allen's uh, certainly not a spring chicken. Allen Robinson playing on the tag. You know, he start getting down here, to the young guys. And, uh, you know, Marty Cooper's right at that Mike Evans age, almost 27 and a half. He's probably out of Dallas at some point or he's, you know, sharing with CD Lamb. Uh, I might take the... What, what, what do they even call him? The slender assassin, the slim reaper, <laughs> I think it is, Devonta Smith. Ooh. You know, there was the size concern coming out. Come on, when was the last time we saw a wide receiver win the Heisman? You can be, oh, Desmond Howard, I think it was, out of Michigan. Yeah, but he was kind of a kick returner, and he won it because he had explosive plays in the you know championship game, and he was thin too. And you're like, man, size, you need bigger size at the NFL level. Back in the day, you could, you could jam a receiver at the line, right? You could manhandle them. Now it's like you lay a finger on a wide receiver and flags are getting thrown. So Smith isn't getting roughed up like back in the day when he used to be able to kill people. If he can run routes and tiptoe his way around and get open, he's awesome. We've seen it the last couple weeks here, you know, with Jalen Hurts a quarterback, 20 plus point performances. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, is not the most uh, fantasy wide receiver friendly quarterback because he has lower passing volume. And DeMontis Smith is still a stud. So give him maybe a more prototypical quarterback in the future and it could rise up these ranks
1: mm, i like it i like it as advertised where it will be covering wide receivers to narrow ones and there there you go back to you who's who i think we know who you're taking here your boy
0: yeah you know yeah i just have to put some respect on you know my guy's <laughs> name you know so just staying true to um everything i said earlier about Devonte adams Devonte adams
1: this is a tough pick for me because it's kind of a, a little bit bigger tier. Tossing it up between like Deontay Johnson, Debo, Amari, mm-hmm. and then down into like the younger guys like Judy and Claypool and Pittman. About Higgins. Higgins near that tier? Or is he falling off a little bit? He It would be the very next one if I were to continue going down the list there. Still young. Draft capital. I love Chase, and he would uh, have to be behind Chase somewhat. He's still been productive even with Chase there. They throw the ball a lot, so it makes sense to me there. But Deontay Johnson done it a little longer, though his QB situation is much more unclear than the Bengals looks next year. Debo has hopefully maybe Lance by next year, but has been doing really well with Garoppolo, who has also been doing really well. Amari Cooper, you know, Gallup's going to be out of town, so it could be just Amari Cooper and Lamb there with Dak jerry judy they just signed a big old patrick extension whatever quarterback ends up there everybody's going to get rogers (laughs) broncos the steelers everybody's going to get rogers but if he went there you know we'd love judy too for argument's sake i'm going to go ahead and ride away on my bike with debo
2: the wide receiver three this year uh obviously that jones fracture and he missed quite a few games off and on because he plays very physical right we saw him last week get used as a running back a lot and he's one of the most willing blockers you'll see at receiver niners run that smash mouth football he's gonna run out there like he doesn't care he's gonna throw caution to the wind and just throws body and block people and that leads to some injuries kind of what we see with kittle right all niners players get banged up because they all play crazy so if he can stay healthy and wide receiver three that could be a steal 25 was in that same class with McLaren, DK Metcalf and uh AJ Brown an amazing receiver class so
1: yep if Metcalf is the 1.01 of jacked wide receivers Debo has to be up there as far as cool names <laughs> consensus rank here I'll start with uh Henry this time who, who do you think should go here
2: a name we haven't thrown out there yet is Jalen Waddle. He was what a top five or you know maybe number six in the draft to Miami. He's the wide receiver twenty-four so far this year. He had a slow start to the year, I believe. In his first five games, only had two over ten points, and then he explodes, you know, with twenty nine and a couple more ten point games. Next year, I mean, Will Fuller hasn't really been there this year, but he was on a one year deal, so he'll likely be gone. devontae Parker, I don't think, has a you know big time contract there. It's not long for Miami. A ton more. Gasicki's on his fourth year of his rookie deal, and uh, potentially you know getting a better quarterback situation than Brissett or Tua, um, or hopefully, you no know, Tua develops. Jalen Waddle to me, with the draft capital and what he's really shown to be more than a speedster, deserves mentioning. I don't know that I could justify taking him over uh, Jerry Judy with what I've seen from you know Jerry Judy, but he's had the injuries. So I, I guess it'd be Waddle just because of health.
0: Who you got? Who's? It's tough. I, I I like three guys here. Might surprise you on two of them. Uh, I definitely like Higgins still, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Boyd's going to go away and then you're just going to have Higgins and Chase and, um, a lot of people are going to chase, (laughs) chase the Higgins will be a nice value. I also like Michael Pittman. Mm -hmm. He's number eight wide receiver in the PPR right now. He's just been having monster games and just really a lot of steady other ones, um, other than week one against Seattle, where he just only had five points, but uh and then against weeks week six he only had like five point eight, but yeah, I mean he's really been the stud for you, I mean and he's twenty four years old, six four, you know, he's got some size two twenty three you know he's in his second year, I think he he he's i got eyeballs on him for the third year breakout, he's breaking out um right now, obviously. But I think he's got another gear in him to be even better. Um, So for me, it'd be Pittman.
1: I'm going to agree with you there. We were talking uh, before we kicked off here. We thought Pittman could be okay. He was, what, the second pick mm-hmm. in the second round, so he was almost a first-round pick. They picked him over Jonathan Taylor. Mm. So obviously we knew we lo- he, they love this guy. Wentz has been adequate and probably even better than expected by probably consensus. We thought maybe, okay, Michael Pittman overcomes T.Y. by the end of the year. No, T.Y. made that decision super easy by putting himself on IR <laughs> (laughs) Repeatedly. So it's just been Pittman. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you as far as uh, liking Pittman starting 2022 and beyond. Yeah, definitely get it. You know,
2: I have been, you know, tagged as a Carson Wentz apologist the last uh, couple years here. And I just believe in the talent that is Carson Wentz. In that draft, I definitely thought it was a mistake to go golf over Wentz as a St. Louis Rams fan back in the day. Wentz, had that foot problem, you know, uh, that seemed like it was all the way back in high school, kind of lingering. And week one, he sprained both his ankles, or uh, maybe that was week two against Donald. But either way, he, he couldn't play in that final part of the Rams game, and he's been battling through it all year. And so maybe Wentz can get even better and provide better looks for Pittman. It's not necessarily like Zach Pascal or Paris Campbell's not coming off IR anytime soon. So maybe they add someone in the offseason, but Pittman, to me, has that prototypical size you really look for in an X receiver. And Wentz has a history of throwing to big guys in Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard back in Philly. It's something to do with him being 6'5". He has that high motion where he throws over the top and he likes to play above the rim at the in the red zone.
1: Yep some of the knock with sliding him behind a lot of the year 2 wide receivers is oh he he was a second round pick. Mm. But part of the the trap with looking at draft capital is knowing the quantity of players at that position who are first round caliber talent. Obviously somebody's getting pushed into the second round. Same thing with like the running backs last year. There were a bunch of good running backs. So there was a greater supply, so you didn't have to prioritize it as highly. If Jonathan Taylor was in the class before, he would have been a first rounder.
2: Well, he should have been over Clyde and, you know, most people's <laughs> eyes anyways with how what he performed in college. It was like, I get it. Wisconsin's got a great offensive line, but he's still running against the Big 10 defenses, and that's no joke. And he had the most rushing yards through the first, you know, year of being, a, you know, college player, first 2 years, first 3 years. Guy was an animal. It's like, how do you not take this guy and think he's and he runs that 40 time at 5'10", 2'25", or whatever he is. I mean, that big and that strong. He's like Saquon-esque. And you're going to let Saquon fall another round? Uh, he said it, you know, not all second-round picks are equal. You know, Pittman, almost a first-rounder. Uh, Denzel Mims was a second-rounder in that class, too. But, you know, 20... Yeah, we see how that turned yeah, out. Yeah, 25 picks later <laughs> or whatever. It's like, that's not even... That's almost a complete round apart. That's farther than I.U.K. and Pittman were apart, so...
0: And the other thing about Michael Pittman, I mean... The Colts always have a wide receiver one, always. Yeah, as long as they have a healthy one, T.Y. was one for years until he became like a wide receiver two, like a high-end wide receiver two. But he was a wide receiver one for a long time. And then before that, they had um, Andre Johnson.
2: And Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne even for the Colts. Yeah. You know, they they always have them. They always have them. And now they
0: got another one. Um, so I I think this guy's... You could f- confidently feel like this guy is going to be pretty much in your top 12. Uh, I could have taken him over Adams, but I, like I said, I wanted to put some respect on Adams' name. That I think he still can go out there, be a top 12 guy, but Michael Pittman, wow. Yeah, he's, he, he's such a stud.
1: Very nice. And to recap what's happened here in the background with, let's see, the 17th selection overall. Henry selects Waddle with the 18th selection. Who's selects Higgins, and then I selected Jerry Judy. Uh, any thoughts there?
2: You know, a bunch of young guys still. We're looking at a Ricky and Waddle. I think he could become... I think he is the number one target in Miami. He doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. prototype as that guy, but you'd say it. Anytime you see someone 5'10", 185 with that speed, you a know, Tyreek Hill. He's not necessarily Tyreek in the twitchiness, but saw some plays on Thursday night against the Ravens where he showed more than just straight line speed. He showed he could... Get separation, have reliable hands. There's a reason he's a top five pick. You know, he had that weird gator roll tackle in college, that weird injury. Didn't necessarily get to see a bunch of it in college, but obviously they believe in him. And then Higgins, uh, like you said, with Jamar Chase there, could become a, a Thielen-Diggs, Jefferson-Diggs-type situation with Joe Burrow. Could definitely supply two of them when Boyd leaves. And then Judy, uh, Stud, they extend Patrick, which is almost better because mm-hmm. uh, Sutton, probably be- a little better than Patrick. And now the Sutton's gonna be gone, instead of Patrick being gone, maybe it means right. Judy gets more hyper-targeted.
1: Yep. I like what you said about Waddle, because the comp was Tyreek Hill, like every fast bursty wide receiver. <laughs> In all reality, he might be one of the next best things as far as that style. Yeah, it
2: might be more digs than Tyreek in the sense of he's got the speed, but he can also kind of get open. And, and Hill's developed that way too, right? Hill's not just a straight liner like Deshaun Jackson. But So we're looking at the consensus pick here at uh, what, pick 20, is it? Correct. Who you got, who's?
0: I think we all talked about him. Well, you guys certainly did. I don't know if I got a chance to talk about him. Um, I'm going to hint some more about him if anybody's seen me talk about him on Twitter. I call him after death. I call him A.D. after death. (laughs) Uh, After death of A.B. leaving the Steelers. Mm. uh, It's Deontay Johnson, D.J. Uh, I call him A.D. though, after death. I think it's such a cool name. Mm. I wish it would trend, but nobody's going to call him A.D. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to call him here A.D. after death of Antonio Brown, the stud Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers, replaced by Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson just... You know, he's he, he's gonna be hyper targeted. He's he's a stud. I think he's gonna be a stud on the Pittsburgh Steelers and if he goes anywhere else, he'll be a stud anywhere else. They're they're good at picking these great high end guys. Um and I think they found one with him, uh, you know, before their you know, A B they had Michael Thomas, um and now they got Deontay Johnson, you know. They had other guys that seemed like they could be the guy big Believer in Deontay Johnson. I know he doesn't have as high as, a, you know, he doesn't have the highest draft capital. You know, I, I think the guy's the stud, you know, and here I, I, I think he's a great pick.
1: Yep. I think 2021 AD, we're going to go ahead and stamp it there. Cursed to death last year for the drop, says Deontay drop Johnson. Dropson. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. This year is Deontay no drop Johnson, mm-hmm. showing that that's not necessarily something sticky that mm-hmm. you can say, okay, this carries over year to year. I'm there with you that there's a Steeler wide receiver that is likely going to be the bomb, and I like Deontay Johnson. Uh, I think no matter who they put there, they're going to hyper-target him. I think he's kind of proven that he's earned this volume of targets, even though it is noodle-armed Roethlisberger, (laughs) pummeling him with not necessarily targets that go all the way down the field.
2: They'll draft a guy next year.
1: Yep, yep. There's definitely a looming QB upgrade
2: definitely not hard to upgrade over Mason Rudolph in that disgusting tie oh, last man. week. I mean, that game was <laughs> excruciating to watch through the worst quote, <laughs> oh, man. Jared Goff with the Toronto oh, League. I- I'm with you, you know, Steelers wide receiver. I prefer the guy who's 6'4", 240 and ran the the four four two 2 or whatever. four three eight 8 was it at the combine? I mean, Mapletron, if he can stay healthy. Chase. Chase Claypool, second round pick last year. He's two years younger than Deontay. Yeah. I get the Deontay love. Uh, he's certainly talented, certainly has, uh, you know, produced more than claypool this year and in previous years even but i think in dynasty i'd like uh i'd like claypool a little more
0: i like him he just feels like a blip a little bit more just because we haven't seen it as much we wanted to but i mean he just hasn't done it for you he, he gave you one good game against you know cincinnati other than that you know he's pretty much unstartable.
1: Yep, I have a hard time deciding which Steelers wide receiver I like better, so of course you guys each select a different Steelers wide receiver for this selection here. (laughs) I love the chase. That also applies to Claypool. So I'm going to go ahead and break the tie there with Claypool
2: and send it back to you, Henry. Oh man, well that makes my pick more difficult, and maybe makes his next <laughs> pick a little, little easier. So yeah, easier. <laughs> you know, preseason this pick would have been pretty easy. You know, Brandon Ayuk, he was right there with DJ Moore, right near that Ridley tier preseason. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. seemed to have fallen out of favor there. Um, first couple of weeks it was like Trent Sherfield was playing over him. Now he's finally getting back up there, to like ninety, you know, percent of snaps. Last couple weeks here he's been producing okay fantasy numbers. First round capital, uh, he's young. But man, it's it's hard to really trust him being fully out of the doghouse. Taking him over a, a proven commodity, kind of like an Amari Cooper, Mike Evans. Man, it just it, the name of the game of dynasty is, is age, right? Right. But uh, man, I guess I guess it'll be Brandon Ayuk for me here. You know, just hope that he's finally out of his slump and that he can become the one one A or one B with Debo. Obviously, Debo the injury concerns. Last year, Debo missed a lot of the year, and Ayuk, you know, succeeded in his stead. Hopefully they can coexist together with Trey Lance. Trey Lance may be able to stretch the field a little more. Maybe that'll fit Ayuk's play a little better than Garoppolo with the shallow depth of target.
1: Yep, so Ayuk there, super disappointing for especially the first part of the season, though he has been coming on a little bit as of late, and it's not like he's old and these are his last twilight years being wasted. You know, still a young guy. Uh, Who knows with Shanahan... (laughs) I I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I like Deontay no-drops Johnson now. Great pick there. And then it's back to me here. And with Amari Cooper, it's always something with a little injury thing, though he is good when he's out there. Uh, I do love Liam a lot, but I think Amari Cooper can do well at the same time there. As you have said a couple times here, age is the name of the game. And I have loved all the way pre-draft process to now, to being injured to beginning the season and getting off everyone's love list. It It's uh, Rashad the Batman for sure there.
0: Mm, okay. I like it. Uh, I, I had him queued uh, for, la- for the later round. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm
1: not mad at it. There, uh, it's it's going to be something where some people kind of shake their head because DeAndre Hopkins is still out there, Keenan Allen's still out yeah. there, Amari Cooper's still out there, Mike Evans still out there. But, but the all... savvy
0: guys know that those like you, you enjoy those guys for maybe a few games before they get injured.
1: Mm-hmm. Not only that, everyone there listed was 28 or older. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we're talking about you know this
2: draft really. Meaning next off season, this is kind of what a startup might look like next right. off season. Right. So, exactly. so all these guys are going to be a year older, and you know you're looking at Mike Evans right now, and he's 28, and then you're looking at him next August, and he's 29, and you're like, man, I maybe got two more years of Mike Evans. How long is Brady going to play? You know, what happens with Mike Evans once he's 30? You know, is he going to go the way of Vincent Jackson? Uh, rest in peace, obviously, there. But, you know, is he going to go the way of other tall, tall receivers that aren't necessarily the fastest? I just thought of him because he's on the Bucks, But, you know, it's a, always a question once you hit that threshold. We see it with D-Hop right now. He's always dealing with a hamstring, mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. Julio at age 32. Once you start hitting that, you know, A.J. Green, you know, that age, you, you get a lower body injury. Those things don't go away.
1: Yeah, and Bateman is picking him over Marquise Brown, who has been a surprise awesome so far this year. Though, you know, just now it's like, oh, okay, a little thigh injury, Bateman getting back into the swing of things. And Bateman's quietly had a great start on a per-game average to his career. Uh, I think that a changing of the guard there is coming sooner than later for sure.
2: You think they have a higher passing volume this year? We see Marquise Brown with, you know, 10-plus targets in five games already this year out of only nine games they played. You think that's in large part due to Dobbins and Edwards being missing and them not being able to really lean on Devonta Freeman and Lev Bell and, you know, Latavius Murray to handle the ball like
1: Dobbins and Edwards could? Lamar has always been one that still kind of threw some touchdowns, even if he didn't throw for a ton of yards. And Obviously, when you take a star off of your offense, it's going to change things. And I can totally see an argument say, hey, maybe these wide receivers are getting a few more opportunities than they might have had they been a more balanced attack with uh, like a Dobbins out there. But they're still running the ball, even if it's just not as efficiently as they might have with Dobbins there. And even uh, Marquise Brown, first-round draft capital guy, mm-hmm. is just... He's Devontae Smith build. Mm -hmm. As far as if he has a Deshaun Jackson career, that'd be great, but that's kind of boomer busty. And with Bateman coming back, being more of that possession-style receiver that runs great routes over the middle of the field where Lamar loves to throw to Andrews and uh, now Bateman, maybe Marquise Brown becomes a little bit more hit or miss as the other wide receivers work their way in there. It's like I think Bateman was basically made in a lab. For Lamar, it's like what Lamar loves throwing to is what he loves running. So it's not even potentially, it's eventually with Bateman.
0: Eventually, I mean, we're seeing it now. I mean, like, you got to love it. Uh, Everything you're saying, we're, we're definitely starting to see glimpses of now. So I love that pick.
1: So here, what we're going to round out, what will be our top 24 here, and then we'll kind of talk about what these uh, next tiers might be and any sleeper guys you have here. For the 24th pick in our 2022 wide receiver rank, who would you prefer who's? Uh,
0: this is tough here. Um, there's a lot of guys I like. I think I'm going to go with, might be a little bit of i eye, uh, eye raise, but I'm going to go with uh, his teammate, Hollywood. Mm. I'm going to go with Hollywood. I think he's, he's shown that connection. The chemistry, you know, even while Bateman's out there, he's he's still out there doing, you know, you know, and I, I think some people thought that he was going to go away after Bateman, you know, came back. But I mean, look at last week, you know, they both went out there and produced. Bateman had about 14, I believe, in like a PPR, and Marquise had 19. <laughs> you know, Lamar's set up. He's really set up. He's got nice pieces, on you know, all under 24. Uh, Marquise will be 25 next year, though. Uh, well, he's 24 now, and, but yeah, he's having his 30-year breakout season, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, um, and, and next year I think he can continue it on. There's a lot of other guys I like there, but I, I feel like he's earned it after this season. You know, you like the guys that have amazing quarterbacks, and Lamar's one of them.
1: And with age being the name of the game, there's a lot of older guys there who could be like wide receiver ones. Well, Marquise Brown has been a wide receiver one, and he's significantly younger mm-hmm. than all these other guys in this next tier for me. So I don't hate it, though. Picking him right after Bateman would kind of be hedging on Bateman a little bit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I don't hate it at all because you're investing in a, a younger asset for sure. How about you, Henry?
2: Speaking of guys tied
1: to awesome
2: quarterbacks, about this uh, this mini breakout here by Elijah Moore last mm-hmm. four weeks over 10 fantasy points. I think he was the wide receiver number one two weeks ago or mm-hmm. you know, top three guy. And you know, he's been doing it with that sensational Mike White game against Cincy and then the not-so-great Mike White game against Buffalo. You know, Elijah Moore, he's 21. Not got the prototypical size, you know, the like 5'10", 180. That's like Deontay Johnson size, right?
0: I mean, it would look at Tyreek, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think he can play inside. He can, he can play outside if need be. That's kind of that uh, West Coast scheme. Mike LaFleur is running it there in New York as their offensive coordinator. You could potentially see him fill that, that uh you know, like Cobb role or the, the IUC role almost of the slot guy kind of comes across the middle, catches stuff, and then, you know, occasionally gets his looks down the field. All they got outside of him is really Corey Davis, and he signed that big money contract, but it's Corey Davis. Despite being a top five pick or whatever Corey Davis was back in the day, he's not going to be a number one for very long. So, yeah, Elijah Moore or, you know... I think Amari Cooper and Mike Evans would probably be right around that value where yeah,
0: that's
2: fair. you're banking on a Jets wide receiver versus you know, potentially a future Hall of Famer in either one of those guys.
1: Elijah Moore, he's definitely going to be higher on my ranks than probably what some people would have him. It's a tough decision whether you want to go with the old guys who have a couple years left of probably really good production or whether you want to go with the younger guys who might not be as good in the near future but are going to be good for the longer term. The one that kind of like sits in the middle there for me is Cortland Sutton. If he landed somewhere cool all the way back from his injury, I know he hasn't been super awesome as far as this year. I think that's something that could improve with time there. Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Mari Cooper, all older than him there. Uh, I do like Amari Cooper... Probably ranked about top there, but I'm going to say that you said Elijah Moore, and then I'm going to go ahead and take Marquise Brown. And that way I'm fair to all participants, (laughs) and uh, I like him too.
2: He was the same class as as Nikhil Harry, I think. He was a first-round pick that same year of Nikhil, and definitely the better of the two first-rounders. You know, he's he's a top 10 guy, and a lot of off-season discussions about, you know, Teeland Wallace and Rashad Bateman coming into Baltimore with one of our buddies. He was saying, you know, Marquise is not going to see 100 targets this year like he did last. Well, he's almost already over 100 targets, and he's doing a lot more with them. He's certainly proven to be an excellent NFL wide receiver, and he's making fantasy impact all over the place.
1: Gotcha. So... Now that we've finished out our top 24, quick recap of what these last couple picks were here. To 21, we had Ayuk, 22, Deontay Johnson, 23, Rashad Bateman, and then lastly here, Marquise Brown, top 24, leaving off some big names. Mm-hmm. But I think they would be the big names that would be coming up basically immediately following these picks. But a couple of these guys here, Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, maybe even like Allen Robinson. Is Allen Robinson the ugly duckling of that group? uh i i think
0: he's pretty i i think he's a pretty girl i mean in <laughs> uh free agency i think he, he you know he's he should be a couple sexy guys you know or sexy girls or, you know depending on either you know there's electric uh cadarius tony who mm-hmm. you know you probably wouldn't be taking him this early but i had him in queue Elijah Moore, definitely, who I would have taken, and then Rondell Moore, the other Moore, uh, is a guy who uh, uh, definitely um, honorable mentions.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta throw Lavisca Shinalt's name out there with Chark. You know, getting injured this mm-hmm. year, Chark to me, you know, I'm closer to that Sutton tear. I'm not quite as high on Sutton as you are, but he's definitely an option there in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. I think another year in that system will be good for both of them. A name farther down the list that I actually like quite a bit is Darnell Mooney. Mm. He's been, you know, top. I like that. He's the wide receiver 36 right now, which, you know, doesn't sound great when you say it like that. But he's had, you know, a couple of blow-up weeks. Justin Fields again a quarterback that you expect to get better with time obviously Allen Robinson likely to leave after the season you know they'll presumably draft someone and uh, maybe sign someone a free agency but for what a fifth round pick out of Tulane he had that 438 speed uh, same class as Denzel Mims they both had that 438 speed and looks like Mooney's gonna be the better of those two for sure
1: I like that call a lot I, I like what you said about A-Rob pretty girl it's that pretty girl that hit you know she was hot <laughs> for quite a while but then this last year was really rough on really rough on (laughs) Alan Robinson. But uh, you know, still has potential to bounce back, hit the gym, get looking good again. It's a possibility, but probably gonna have to move to a new town to do so. Find a new crowd that uh, loves him a little bit more than uh what Nagy maybe might like him. Whatever the case is, Darnell to the Mooney, I'm right there with you. As soon as A Rob's out of town, definitely has potential to blow up. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in someone else if they let A Rob walk, but still Darnell Mooney just now twenty four. He'll be uh, nicely paired there with Fields as Fields is progressing. And like you said there, oh, he's 36 on the year. Well, Fields hasn't even looked very good until like the last couple weeks. And even then, it's going to be a quarterback that throws and runs too. So temperate expectations for the current, but, you know, optimism for the future. Absolutely. There as well. Kadarius Tony, Rondell Moore, definitely like both of them. LaVisca Chenault, I like him uh, up there towards the top. A couple of you hadn't mentioned there Michael Gallup free agent oh yeah good one could uh, land in a really sweet spot still in that peak age range Juju Smith-Schuster getting recruited by mm-hmm. the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the offseason, decided to go back to Pitt might be money involved as far as getting paid next year ended up on IR so maybe hopefully his plan still works out that he gets what he was uh, looking for there but he could have a improved situation here in the near future Mike Williams has been blowing up so far this year. Keenan Allen, we were talking about guys that are 28 or older. He's getting older there. Mike Williams also 27 though. So,
0: speaking of Chargers receivers and a younger one. Mm-hmm. Uh if I could jump in, Go. Josh Palmer. Yep. Josh Palmer, um he's a guy who we had a uh, a uh, Gilbert uh, on 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 beat uh from uh 32 bit uh, another plug there. Uh, from uh, Dave Kluge, uh, the host there, and he gave us a nice little dynasty nugget. He said, um, I like what he said about uh, Josh Palmer, kind of, you know, as I was saying earlier on the show, is you like those Guys that follows the quarterback around and just does whatever, you know, staying after the game. He's that guy. He, you know, he's he's uh, Gilbert said, uh, you know, he stays after the game and he's catching balls, you know, with Herbert right after the game as they're just chatting and, you know, they're hanging out. So that's good to hear. They're probably going to let him go. Um, sorry, not him. Go, uh, Mike. Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen him have these big games, but we've also seen him kind of tail off. So, I mean, do they really want to spend money on what they've kind of been seeing all year? This is kind of a contract year. Well, not kind of. It Was a contract year for him, and um, somebody's probably gonna overpay him. Um, more than the chargers want to um but i mean they're probably going to want to see some of more of what josh palmer can do on the field this season you know they're still tied into seeing what mike williams could do so josh palmer you know uh, as a guy next season i think you can kind of look for you know he's he's a third round guy but you know he's tied to obviously a you know an elite quarterback so
1: yeah i i haven't really had a. As I said before, a rosy outlook for Palmer there. But he does have third-round draft capital. He wasn't playing a whole lot at the beginning of the season, but it wasn't like Des Fitzpatrick where he was relegated to the freaking practice squad. I think last week he he had a, a, a few more targets, probably his season-high in targets there. Maybe something that's come along nicely there. Uh, I like the the plug with 32-bit. People talking about how he's staying after. Yep, uh, another interesting uh, sleeper guy down there. Um, one more guy who we hadn't mentioned yet that I know is one of your favorite here. Who's is uh Terrace Marshall? Oh, yeah, Terrace Marshall. Yeah,
0: I, I wanted to sneak in Terrace Marshall if w- whether it's Cam next year, you know, or they bring in a guy, um, they're probably going to draft a guy, you know, or try to, but I mean, they're uh, they've been winning games, they have Cam now, they're probably he's motivated to try to win games. I don't know what kind of draft pick they're going to be looking at, uh, to get a guy. But, yeah, I mean, Terrence Marshall, yeah, love, love, love the guy. Still, you know, I'm, I've am i gone out there and even acquired more shares of him. <laughs> so as much shares as I had before, I've just went out and just acquired so much more. So, yeah, love Terrence
1: Marshall. He's one of those guys who has a drastically different value in redraft versus dynasty. Not doing a whole lot this year, but a you know, second-round pick could be pretty sweet in the near future, especially if you could get a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Any other kind of those mid-range stash guys there for you, Henry? Man, maybe maybe Miko Hardman just in the long haul, like,
2: eventually. Um, man, yeah, you're looking down this list, like Amari Rogers or Devontae Adams leaves town. Like, just a name at this point. Diami Brown, a guy I believed in. He's had a plethora of injuries this year, though. And these are all quite far down here, guys. Goodness, there is one more guy. I, I like Tyler Lockett still, but he's he's definitely getting in along in the tooth.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's getting up there too. Yeah, he's he's right up there with the the group of the guys that we didn't mention. You know, like Voldemort on this show. <laughs> you know, I feel <laughs> like we didn't talk about any of the guys over.
1: Like Galladay, yep. We yeah. shall not talk about Thielen over thirty. Nah, <laughs> yeah. no, definitely you know, not We barely
0: talked anymore. about Hopkins. We, you know, we barely talked about.
2: I mean, Juju. Oh, yeah, we talked about Juju. Um, well, Juju's twenty
0: four, twenty five. He'll be twenty five yeah. next year, so he's still a younger guy. Uh, Robbie. Robbie
2: Anderson, what a disappointment this year rager do not draft jalen rager if you're whoever you're thinking about draft jalen rager or this guy don't draft jalen rager oh man what a disappointment yeah he was going right near darnell mooney and a lot of startups last year and uh man you'd be really a lot happier and i think better off with darnell mooney than
1: you are with jalen rager it's possible the eagles make it like four years in a row that they take a wide receiver in the first round because they might have <laughs> several picks yep so it, it could happen could be four years in a row
2: I think they've got some other needs, but man yeah they they really have not fixed wide receiver outside of Devonta. he looks awesome, then golly, I mean you know you yeah, got Fulgham there last year, not there anymore, uh Greg Ward, an undrafted quarterback from what Rutgers back in the day. he's not really solving any problems for you, a Rager, obviously, Quez Watkins and John Hightower,
1: Ortega Whiteside, yeah, I mean <laughs> they extended your boy there, Ortega Whiteside,
2: or who they extend
1: goddard, goddard, goddard yeah, yeah that's right he got goddard, the bag today
2: yeah it was andrews got the bag earlier this year and i was drinks on goddard yeah facts yeah uh ho- hopefully he doesn't get his jaw broken at, at a bar again that'd be unfortunate but yeah that would be maybe not too many drinks from goddard yeah maybe not maybe stay out of bars <laughs> yeah when goose sick gonna get that uh extension because he was that same class with goddard and andrews and He's an extension second round pick out of Penn State back in the day. Athletic profile off the charts. Something about something in that Penn State water that year with Barkley, too. Might want to get that checked out. Oh, that's going to be a fun tight end show, huh? Yeah, definitely could be a fun tight end show.
1: Well. So what we have to look forward to here, I hope that with this discussion here and how we debate the picks and ranking them, it's a lot of projection, it's a lot of guessing, but there's the information packed in between there that might help you as you are approaching your trade deadline in the very near future, depending on when your dynasty league has it there, where, you know, you want to make moves, but you don't want to totally, you know, get hosed in the future, or you want to make moves that, you know, are even now where they look even better for you a year from now. Hopefully this can illuminate some of those opportunities for you. This episode for wide receivers. Next episode, uh, we might dig a little deeper there with the tight ends. Who's you know super awesome guest? Every time I hear you, all these different shows, all these different places, you know super awesome guest. Thank you. Super awesome person. Super awesome boss. Oh man,
0: thank you for having me. Um, so much fun being here. Shit, uh, I want to come back for the tight end show. (laughs) Really, (laughs) tight end show. Yeah, it's it's a joy listening to you guys every week. You know, you guys are great, and yeah, it's 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 it's. my pleasure you know it's my joy being able to you know listen to you guys and and watch you guys grow um and and just see the future uh, <laughs> and where you guys gonna be and i'm calling it who's a prophet for no reason <laughs> it's not just uh players it's not just players you know, it's people too so you guys are stars um and you know we're, we're all gonna get there it's uh uh it, it's beautiful to see and beautiful to hear so
1: there it is. There's the prophecy. Take it to the bank. Henry, thank you once again. You weren't sniping me so much. I made sure you were on the opposite end of the draft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, kinda echo that sentiment that who's was saying right there, you know, it's it's always a pleasure. It's always a total joy to just get on and you know, talk about something that he's really passionate about, you know, and try to impart some sort of wisdom, like some actionable advice. That maybe if you're a team that's not so much win now, and you're like, man, why didn't they draft DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and right. Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson today? If you're a team that's not so win now right now, you got a 2 and 8 record or whatever, you got one of those guys, you're like, man, they they drafted uh, this Rashad Bateman guy. They're talking about this <laughs> Elijah Moore guy. Maybe you can go out and trade Mike Evans for one of those guys, and uh, next year you'll be like, man, I'm, I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I really, I, I went out on a limb and got him in like a late round pick or something in addition, and I'm really glad I did. So
0: I remember the year I got clowned uh, for trading um antonio brown for calvin ridley in a second (laughs) see
2: exactly if you can if you can do that you know take a guy that's a a top 10 guy right now probably can't do it with Thielen because people see that 31 and they're like he's old but if you can do it with a 28 29 year old where people are like he's still got a number of years left you know Uh, that that number of years is not that many years so yeah
0: you got to do it before they they you know they they still have to have something left in their tank. Yeah. You can't hold on to these guys and then try to trade them and get max value when they're on the back end. You got to, you know, like you're trading. You, you, you traded Hopkins last year, not this year. You traded Devontae last year, not this year.
2: Michael Michael Thomas. I mean, goodness, if you traded him coming off that wide receiver one year, mm-hmm. you could have capitalized.
0: The, and, and that's what you do with these guys. They get past 27. You know, you're getting it out of if 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 you traded. You know, I've already traded away Keenan Allen in so many leagues and I traded back for him for cheap. (laughs) And now I'm trading him again because he's having a great season. <laughs> you know, so it was just like you know its values its values
1: absolutely yep continue some more trade discussion here in the future as well these are all of our favorite things <laughs> so good follow us at sleeperwire show on twitter at iowa in the nfl on twitter at Clairvoyance ff on twitter
2: <laughs> thank you man i was like i hope the listeners know it's not who is the profit you know who's the profit i was like it should be h we should clarify h u s the profit want him to find my man because he's worth a follow that's for sure
0: find me at uh who's the profit on twitter and Prophet who's on sleeper pushing you know notifications we also got the sunday blitz you know we got the mail sack we got amazing articles you know henry's one of them you know he's one of our amazing writers so much content out there for you guys and it's free you know you can if you care if you enjoy any of this stuff you know uh, definitely go out there and you know chuck a couple of dollars to our patreon you know um or we're offering you this stuff for free so it's we're not really giving you perks but <laughs> you know uh you know if you just appreciate it you know we appreciate you doing so um that way we can continue kind of doing these things um and we can offer you even more content uh better visuals better you know better everything better better cameras you know better microphones for the whole team you know, we all can't be um, Iowa here with the, with a the bad boy microphone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're, we're out here doing it for you listeners here, just like uh, we're doing it for you Twitter folk with uh, all the articles coming out from SleeperWire. So follow SleeperWire Show for all that, too. Until then, thank you for hanging with us. You want to say peace out there, Henry? You always say peace out. Yeah, yeah, peace out. I'll fix that.